This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field. And Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle. Hits his right. Gets to the 20. He's in the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's down to the end Faithfuls, it's your boy Mike from the Nothing But Niners crew. As you guys can see, it is spa day. The wife is inside. They haven't called us in yet to get our stuff done, but it's Manny Petty time. You see it there. You see it. Cloud Nine Nails and Spa over here in Warrington, Pennsylvania. Man, I can't wait to do this QA. I got a special person coming in here. He's going to be on the show with me to do this QA. You guys start loading up those questions and shout out to everybody in the chat already, man. You guys are great. You guys are absolutely incredible. Can you guys hear me? Sounds good. We good? Give me that thumbs up, guys. Look at this, guys. You guys got to see my shoes. I don't, I'm not a shoe person, but hold on. Can I, look, can y'all see those things? Where are they? Are they down there? I can't see if y'all can see it. Look at, oh, that boy. With the black and white on today, man. What's going on? 49ers rocket. Okay. Master Sith is in the building. Woke up Niners recap. Let's go, man. Lake City Fresh. I see you out here, man. Jason, what's going on? Hell, you know what it is, man. Click, click, boom, man. You know what it is, bro. You know what? Oh, no, no. Someone trying to get me to take a phone call in the middle of the show. You ready, bro? Give me a thumbs up if you're ready, man. Let's do this. All right. Here we go. Let's go. Let's do this, man. My man is out there. Look at my man. What's going on, bro? What's up? It's a little, it, it might be a little loud because the... Ocean's right there. Look at oh, look at the view. Look at my man. He see <laughs> Tony. You not low, man. I know what you're doing, bro. I know what you were doing, bro. I like it. I like it, man. I like it. All right, let's get this. Let's get the uh, background and everything right for us here. And then we're gonna jump into this Q and A for a few minutes. Uh, I'm over here at the spa. I'm waiting to get in there. All right. Uh, let me see what other comments we got. Go ahead, Tony. All right. We got Ambien in the house. What's going on, Jason? We got Keenan in the building, man. Ben, what's going on, man? I see you guys, man. Oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. All right, man. Pretty feet. <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. All right. So they gave me the thumbs up. They can hear well. Uh, all right, Troy, I see you in the building. All right. All right, man. So let's get to this Q&A. First and foremost, Tony, are you ready yet or no? Am I still on hold? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So first, tell everybody where you are. What are you doing, man? You got fun in the sun. I listen, I've seen Jersey beaches and they don't look like that, so you gotta be somewhere else. Man. Yeah, I'm definitely not in New Jersey. Um I'm actually in Cancun, Mexico, uh at the Ritz Call. Um me and my wife got a little get getaway. Uh we're just relaxing, you know, hanging out and just enjoying life. And uh, you know, everyone needs a little break. There's nothing wrong with it. But to be honest with you, I miss my kids dearly. That's why I just told you to hold on. But, you know, it is what it is. All right. All right, man. I'm glad you guys are out there enjoying. You know, I'm the same way, man. I get homesick real quick when my kids aren't with me. So I completely understand. Tell the missus I said what's up. And here's the first question of the day, man. It's for you, Tony. What is Tony drinking? You out there on the beach, you got to be drinking something, man. Let the people um, know. I'm drinking uh, margaritas. Oh man, this guy and his margaritas, man. Here he goes. Now it's it's what? It's it's like ten fifteen over there. 
How many drinks have you had already today? And did they just drop off another one? I just ordered one. That's the water. That's the water. Because we rented the uh, cabana tonight. It's, uh, oh, wait, what'd I do? Uh, no, I got to turn it around, I guess. This is the cabana. It comes with the chairs. We're right on the beach. Nice bed. And um, so when you rent this, you get like three bottles of water. You get fruit snack. You get like a fruit display or fruit tray. And then you can order anything you want from the bar. Oh, nice, nice. Living it up over there. Okay. Oh, it's Mike Ng. Okay, man, you changed your name on here. Like, I changed draws, bro. That's crazy. All right, Mike. I see you, man. All right. So, listen, man, we're going to jump into this over here. I see what's good, fam. All right. So, that was the first question. Let me see if there's any other questions in here now before I keep going. All right. Uh, have fun, Tony. Beach life Thank is you. the best. I hate beaches, man. I hate beaches. All right, Tony, what's your reaction to Trey Lance's performance from minicamp? Uh, it's very encouraging, but you know, Mike brought up a good point on the phone the other day that the players that the passes were completed on were on the bottom of the tier, bottom of the roster. Um, but it's funny, like the first question was about Trey Lance. I was sitting at breakfast with my wife, and I said, "Holy shit, this guy looks like Trey Lance." Mike, the guy looked exactly like Trey Lance, but he was probably about four inches shorter and probably about thirty pounds lighter. But this kid looked just like him. And I even pulled up a picture of Trey. No, no. I pulled up a picture of Trey. I said, Kim, look. He's like, holy shit, that's him. I was like, no, it's not. Believe me, I know it's not him. But he looked just like him. Oh, shit. But maybe, yeah, maybe it is back him. to the question, it's encouraging. Very encouraging to see that high completion percentage, the ball being distributed across the field, down the scenes, outside, not in the, you know, the strike zone for Jimmy. So, it's good. I understand, man. I understand. All right, I'm trying to work my volume here because it's really loud before I go back inside because the salon is packed in there today, so I don't want to, like, disturb anybody. Uh, give me something real quick. Just give me a quick sound check. Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. Oh, okay, I got it. I got it. All right, so this must be, like, a new update or something because it's controlled by my other volume now, not my normal volume. So that's good. Okay, cool. All right, here we go. So... Uh, this is a, a personal question here. He says, Ben, ben Michelle, Michael, I don't know. He says, my question, should I ask for a raise and how do I go about it? Cheers to you both. You got this. Um, all right, so let me start here. Uh, the first thing I always do before asking for a raise is ask for a review. All right, so this way you get an honest assessment of what your company thinks about you. Um, now, I don't know where you're working, but at my job, uh, I worked into my contract as part of my negotiation, an annual review. Okay, and so if I'm getting my review and the marks are coming back positive, then I should be in I should be in line for a raise. Most companies go five percent max, uh, but that's usually where it comes in about. Uh, but that's what you do. You start with a self-assessment. All right. If they're going to do a real review for you, they're going to ask you to tell us what you think of yourself. And then what they're going to do is they're going to have their own review of you of you. And they're going to see where you guys differ in opinions, uh, what you think are your strong suits, what they think are your strong suits, and then your weaknesses. And then after that's all broken down, you figure out what you can do better, how can you improve, and so on and so forth. And then the raise comes that way. Now, those are my personal experiences with it. Tony, what about you? Well, I don't have any experience with it because I'm in a union, so it's not on an individual basis. It's per the union. So... Basically, our last contract negotiations, they told us you're worth no more than one percent raise, and laughed at us when we asked for more. And that's what we got it was a one percent raise. But I choose, I took that personally, and I just raped the county with overtime. So I made my own raise. It probably came out to ten percent, if not more. Nice, nice. So there, there you go. So it depends on what kind of job you have. Also, that's very true. Because some unions, it's already in there. You know, um, I know when I worked for the state, we got raises, we got reviews, but we didn't always get raises. But then there was a the cost of living increase and things like that. So, you know, uh, Kevin Parker with a very simple, what's up, fellas? You know, just out here chilling, man. Just out here chilling. Both of us getting ready. Uh, Tony got palm trees in the background. I see, I see you. You can try to cover it with your arm if you want. I saw the palm tree behind you already. Look at that. Look at that. I'm right over your chair. I see it. I see it, man. Okay, go steal some coconuts or something, man. All right. All right. <laughs> I like it. Um, T-Man says, what are your guys' thoughts on Jake Brindell being the runner-up for the starting center job? You want to go first here? I, I was kind of 
from day one, I, I had a feeling Alex Mack is retiring because, like, you know, they all. if you listen to what they said, you know what's going on. Like, Lynch said, you know what's going on. You pretty much understand what's going on. All that bullshit. And as far as, like, they immediately signed him after he after the season started. They brought him back right away. And you got to look at the ties. Chris Forster had him in Miami. So, Chris knows him. He sold him to Kyle. And like you, you and Wayne were talking about the other day on the show was this was his center last season. So he's comfortable with him. So I was big on that. I honestly think Brunskill is going to be fighting for a roster spot. But that's just my opinion. But like, listen, am I 100% sold? No, he's got to prove it. He's got to come out and prove it. But I think they're comfortable. And I think Trey's comfortable with him going forward. Because that's very important. You want that bond between the center and quarterback. So that's the way I think about it. Yeah, I actually like a lot of what you said there because, uh, you know, Wayne pointed out to me a couple of weeks ago that the line that Trey Lance was playing behind to start OTAs was the same line that he worked with all of last year. It was all the backups. Uh, And so he has that rapport with Jake Rendell. And not only that, uh, if if you were a little shaky about him being the potential starter, uh, Kyle Shanahan said something that I thought was very, very crucial when discussing Jake. He said he made our roster as a backup center only, not a backup lineman, not a backup guard playing multiple positions yeah. or anything like that. He said he made our roster as a backup center. Not many teams can afford – you guys saw how many defensive linemen we kept. Uh, so roster spots were at a premium. And the fact that they kept someone uh, relegated to just one roster spot uh, as a backup center. That's it. He didn't have any other – he didn't do special teams or anything like that. Uh, I think yeah. that bodes well for him. That says that they actually had a lot of faith in him at that position. The team – forget what our personal opinions are. The team kept him at a very valuable roster spot when we know for a fact that they have guys who are cross-trained in that position. Uh, so if something were to happen to Mac, Brindell would have been the top guy up there. Uh, so I have, a lot, I have a lot more confidence in Jake knowing that now than what I did – uh, previously, so uh, and that was just something that Kyle said. Uh, I believe it was this week during yeah. one of the presses. So. And another thing is, like, I, I'm kind of tired. Like, people said, like, leaving, like, exiting 2021, coming into the 2022 season, the 49ers need to upgrade the interior offensive line. So when you say upgrade, that's what the three guys are there. They need to upgrade. So Mac is gone. Tomlinson's gone in, as a free agent. Mac retired. So that leaves Brunskill. He's part of the quote-unquote upgrade. So why is everybody insisting on trying to make this guy a center who what he's not really a, a used to playing? So they need to like, just con- focus on a guy who played center his whole career, insert him, and then groom the next guy coming up. Because if you take away the matchups versus Aaron Donald and the Rams with Brunskill, Brunskill had you know an okay season. There's been times where he got dominated where he's been – he's given up the most pressures in games. So I don't understand why everyone's so fixated on Brunskill. Yes, he's a great story. They took him from the AAFL, whatever it's called. He played well at guard when they needed him to, but the team drafted two guards last year. They drafted two more linemen this year. That tells me that they're looking to, to move on and create a whole new offensive line, especially on that interior. Yeah, I think we all we all fell in love with the Brunskill because of how he dominated Aaron Donald. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's a, it's like you said, it's a fun storyline. But that's what people were really tying their hats on. You know that what he was able to do against you know arguably the best defensive player in the NFL. You know, so yeah. that's that's what it is. Uh, Troy asked Mike, "You still coming with me to the home opener?" That is still the plan right now, man. That is still the plan, my man. Troy coming through in the clutch with the ticket to the home opener, man. Oh, sorry. All because his significant other was like, yeah, no, nah, I don't want to go. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't think I've ever seen a 49er Seahawks game before either. So this will be my first time getting to boo the Seahawks. It's a shame Russell Wilson won't be there, but it is what it is, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, he's been practicing with Trey since he's been in the league. I trust him. Uh, Mike and Tony, which Niner will have a breakout year? All right. You go first here, man. This is a good one. A breakout year. So we're talking somebody that was on the team last year that had a reserve role or not a prominent role coming into this season and projecting to break out, or are we talking about someone that we just added this year? I look at breakout as uh, exceeding expectations significantly. So uh, 
like George Kittle's second year in the league, he set the the, the record for tight ends. Okay, so we're not talking about any. We're not talking about anybody that was added to the roster this year, unless they were a free agent. Like we could, uh, like Arden Key would have been a guy last year that would have been eligible for this, right? He didn't have high expectations, but he did something. So someone in the NFL with expectations already set for them, rookies don't count. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, oh, this is tough. This is real tough. All right, so then how about this? While you think, I'm actually going to go, I'm going to go with Samson Ebukamp. Um, only, be, only because uh, he, he made this comment in his presser the other day. And sorry about the spinning, guys. I'm really sorry about that. I'm just moving. I'm watching the door. My wife is in the seat, and I'm I should be up next. I don't want them to have to like come looking for me. So I don't get my feet done in a little bit. Um, but uh, he said something in the presser. They asked him, you know, what stands out about Drake Jackson. He was just talking about his willingness to learn and things like that. But then he mentioned how he's learning things from Drake Jackson. Uh, and what that tells me is, and I don't, I know this is not what he said, but what that tells me is he's aware that his reps are going to be split with him. So he's looking at what this kid is doing better than him, and he's taking it to heart. He's thinking to himself, you know, damn, like, if I don't step up, this kid is going to, you know, he's going to take my food. This is this is the guy right here. So I'm going to go yeah. with Samson, Samson Ebukan. What about you, Tony? Oh, man. Um, I got two guys. And... I, I'm gonna go, screw it. I'm gonna go with my guy from two, three years. Was it two, three years ago? I'm going with Jawan Jennings. I think Jawan Jennings is gonna have a monster year this year. I really do. But my start, my second guy who comes in close second is Hufunga. I think this team is really confident in Hufunga and what he brings and how he plays. And I think, you know, listening to what people are saying, like um, uh, D'Amico Ryan, how he's he's a different person, more vocal calling the adjustments, calling the audibles on the back end. I, I think he could I think he could step up this year. And remember, they didn't draft the safety. And you know the way this team operates when they feel they need an upgrade or they want to address an issue, they usually double down on the position. They didn't do it this year. They stuck with Hufunga, who was drafted last year, and they didn't draft one this year. I understand O'Neill was signed as an undrafted free agent, but I think this 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 front office really likes Hufunga. Sorry, get my social media. You're in the chair. Look at you. I gotta get the uh I gotta get the massage thing turned on over here. All right, let me turn the volume down a little bit. All right, so that's a good one, man. So you like you like Ufunga, huh? Yeah. You know what's funny? I don't know, uh I couldn't hear everything that you were saying, but um D'Amico Ryan's kind of hinted that Hufunga is the guy playing next to Ward this year. I don't know if you heard that or not, but he, yeah. he was like, yeah, him and Ward have been communicating well and all that. I'm like, oh, shit. I don't know if he was supposed to say that out loud, but uh, it came out. I heard it. You know me. I'm always listening for extra stuff, man. But I definitely heard that. It's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Let me see if we have any. Ooh, damn, where'd it go? We jumped down a little bit. Sorry about that, guys. Let me see if I can find it here. Oh, here we go. Oh, actually, that was uh, that was part of this question. How do you see Hufunga? And do you see him starting? So Tony kind of answered that already. So we're going to move on. Uh, but the way the way the defensive coordinator is talking, it is going to be Hufunga. All right. Uh, this one here, 49ers and Rockets. Um, do you think Danny Gray injury will be a big deal going forward? Um, no, I, I don't think so. I think it's more precautionary. I don't think it's a significant issue. Could it be an ongoing and an nagging issue? Yes. But I think – to prevent that, that's why they just kept him out the OTAs or the mini camp, and just let it heal, let him get some treatment, let him work on that muscle, and get him ready for training camp. Yeah, I think this is all more preventative than anything. Um, they said it was tightness, nothing pulled, nothing tore. It was just tightness, so they uh, they held it down for him. And I think that's what you want to do with the young guys. You know, they talk about the transition from training for the combine, uh, and that's all about speed and get off. It's not really good for your body. And this is when the faster guys start pulling stuff and things tighten up on them and all. So uh, I think the 49ers are just being uh, cautionary. So uh, I don't I don't think it's anything a big deal going forward. 
All right. The good thing is that he is out there. He's still doing things. He's being ta- he is taking part in certain things. There's not a lot of the running and stuff. So uh, here we go. Turn, Tony, any excursions lined up for the trip? If you can take a day trip down to Tulum. I'm not doing no excursions. This is straight like relaxation from my wife, me and my wife. Um, but I will tell you this. It's funny that they brought up Tulum. We met um, a couple in the pool that just bought last night they bought a an apartment or a condo in tulum and they say it's like really up and coming that could be like a future uh spot to check out for my wife and i and potentially maybe invest in something they're opening okay all right let me see if we got anything else here guys we're gonna probably do this for another five or ten minutes and then get out of here uh, Brun skill sucks. Brindell sucks. McKenzie sometimes. What is happening here? JC Treader. Uh, all right, here we go. Tony, you're a Juwan Jennings guy. Is receive uh, your guy Juwan Jennings is receiving big praises from his coaches and teammates. Do you think he gets elevated to a much bigger role in the 2022 season? I I think so. I think I think he's gonna come out and just come out and fire. He's got that rapport with Trey Lance, which I think is huge. He's got that big body. He can high point, like, you know, throws passes from Trey Lance. I, he's a great red zone guy. I love his dog mentality. He blocks. That's something that Kyle really expects and demands from his wide receivers on the outside. But it, it's definitely – I think he's going to – I think he's going to have a nice season this year. I really do. And you got to think about it like this, right? Brandon uh, Ayuk is approaching – where the, the, the Niners are approaching a time where they need to make a decision on IU whether they're going to pick up the 50-year option. And if they're able – if this guy balls out and they're able to extend him um, – oh, wow. Um, if they're able to extend him, he could slip into – if they can't come to terms with IU, he could slip into an even bigger role when he leaves. So, I mean, listen, it's all preliminary. It's all just talk right now and hearsay. But I've been a Jennings guy since day one, and I love him, and I, I can't wait to see what he brings – with the connection with Trey Lance in 2022. Yeah, I know they didn't ask for my opinion on this one, but um, I'm Kyle Shanahan's comment. Uh, if you look at the tape last year, he is he gets the best separation of any wide receiver on the team. Uh, that says something. That was I'm not going to go into it now, but I think that was also kind of a shot at Jimmy. So uh, I won't I won't say anything else. Yeah, on that, I, I, I agree with that. That is high praise coming from Kyle, just so you guys know. Now, not Kyle for nothing, does that make him the best route-running wide receiver on the team? No, 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 because getting open in short area is different than getting open downfield. You know what I mean? That means that I mean, it probably suggests that his stem is really well, you know, but when he puts his foot in the ground to break, it goes. You know, he goes. Uh, let me see here. They said Juwan Jennings will be their breakout player. Kim Law. Is a shoe in of healthy. Hey Sony, so when you get your, your feet done, do you get the job the gel? You ever do the gel for the no, for the foot I, slate? I, it's funny you ask because I Jelly? had it done before we came on vacation. Oh I sorry. I, I'm, hold on, Tony. I'm being corrected here. I'm sorry. Gel is a type of nail polish. Jelly is what you put your feet in. Yeah, you could do that. That was an option. I didn't do it because my wife surprised me and got me a pedicure for vacation, but I'm to be honest with you, it's the worst thing in the world because I'm very ticklish on my feet. So I got none of the benefits of it, of like the massage, because you can't touch the bottom of my foot. So I like I almost kicked the lady. She was, oh, you ticklish. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. All right. Look at this. There you go. Check it out, man. Oh, it feels good. Got the mint going over here. Okay, let me let me turn my camera back around. Oh, by the way, guys, we're almost at 13,000 subscribers here. If you're ever in Warrington, Pennsylvania and need to get your nails done, Cloud9 Nail and Spa, Warrington, Pennsylvania. Great place to be, man. Make sure you guys check it out, okay? All right, let's flip this thing back around. <laughs> and let's keep talking so you guys stop looking at my thighs. I'm getting, I'm getting a little uh, self-conscious here. Okay. Uh, let me see here. They said they got Bosa. They said they have Bosa as a breakout player. Can Bosa be a breakout player? He's averaging 17 sacks a season when healthy. Well, if he breaks the sack record, he's a breakout player. I don't know if he can be a breakout guy. He would have to do something like crazy, crazy, right? I mean, I'm talking like 30 sacks. They said, ah, Bosa, they said man. 
Mike's getting the, the Manscaped package treatment. <laughs> All right, Sean with the super chat here. He says, what's up, guys? Mike looks like the seahorses are sandy in Boston. <laughs> he is still taking shots at it. Uh, are you guys encouraged by Trey's performance? Jimmy and Cap never had practices like he had. Also seems to listen to Kyle. Tony don't want to comment on this one. I don't think, guys. I don't know. He might be avoiding this. No, one. I, I think. I think. Listen, I think it's not a knock against Jimmy. That's the way he's wired. But I think this kid's wired properly. He's a leader. He takes criticism. He's great at the podium. Like he has, he has that presence, and that's something that Jimmy didn't have. Right? You can listen to the players all day, and they say, "Oh, you know, he was a leader. He was this. He was that. He was great in the locker room. That's fun." But that's word from a player. This kid's proven it. Like, he comes up to the podium and shows that presence. He speaks to the media. You see him on the field commanding, like, stuff like that in the, in the clips. And, like, you know, from the reporters on the sideline to the open uh, practice and from the media. And I, I just feel that this – right now, this team is in a better position than last year with Jimmy as a quarterback. That's it. I, that's okay. just the way I feel. Like, the presence of Trey Lance – more mature, a higher IQ. He, he's a leader. Oh, shit. What did I do? <laughs> we still hear you, though. Are I don't you know still what there? you Yeah, we hear you. There you go. Um, I, I am encouraged by what I'm hearing from camp about Trey Lance and things like that, but uh, I, I am still taking it all with a grain of salt just because of how early it is and who he's throwing against and stuff like that. So. Um, but it is definitely encouraging. It's definitely positive stuff. And we want to keep him encouraged because he's definitely doing a good job. And his whole demeanor, everything, it just feels different. It's a, it's a new day. It's a new day for the quarterback position, man. My wife. You hear my wife? She just said. No, what'd she say? What'd she say? Because she heard me talking about Jimmy. She turns around. He goes, he's smoking. <laughs> he's smoking. I'm about to go drown your ass, drown your ass in the Caribbean. Get out of here. Go to Mexico. He's kidding, guys. He's just kidding. Oh, yeah, Tony kidding. taking a vacation on the Goodfellas tab. That's funny. That's right. I got the seven uh -oh. blocks right next to me. Someone came in late. They said, Tony, where you at, bro? Uh, Cancun, Mexico. Okay. All right. He says, Mike, I keep hearing about how great Jordan Mason is. Is there a chance he gets more action than Ty Davis Price? Is Jordan Mason on our roster? Yes. Jordan Mason was an undrafted free agent that they signed out of I want to say either Georgia – I think Georgia Tech. Um, he's like 5'11", 223. He's a bigger back. Very elusive. Um, great receiver out of the backfield. And he just adds that element. Now, who he's competing with, in my opinion, is going to be Jeff Wilson Jr. and Jermichael Hasty. Jermichael Hasty. Um, for the bottom spot. Yeah. I think they bring four running backs and one fullback. I hear you, man. You know, they have um... – they have this thing like with the with the running back position in particular. They don't care where you were drafted. Uh, we saw a second round back from Utah, Joe Williams, not get any play at all with the Niners. Uh, we saw Trey Sermon. Uh, what was he? Third round? Yeah, I think yeah. Trey Sermon was a third round back, not get any play yeah. uh, over a six round guy. So I, it is possible there is a chance that he can get more play than Ty Davis Price. But it depends. I think they are two different types of backs based off of what Tony just described. Right. Mike and Tony, y'all both on vacation? Ballers. I'm not on vacation. Tony, though. Tony's over there living it up. He's drinking margaritas already over there at 1040 in the morning. That's right. Did you order? Oh, I thought he had 10 pounds of we'll, marijuana. Do you, do you we'll, have any? we'll be in Mexico later on. Not, not now, though. Later in the year. All right, let's see if we got any more questions here. Uh, oh shit, lost my place. Alright, work with my hands and get my nails done. Looks good. Enjoy. Alright, so here's the thing. Like I don't get I don't get like the paint or anything. I just let them like clean under the nails and, and trim the cuticles. It's just part of the package. I mean sometimes I'll do a clear coat. Maybe I'll do a clear coat today since we're going to a wedding. Yeah? 
but I, I don't get my nails done either. But I will say this. If you work with your hands, man, get some work gloves. Uh, I work with my hands all the time, moving metal, oxygen, and hospital beds and things like that with the hospice company I'm at. And uh, I bought work gloves. And they even have work gloves that you can get, Mike, that have uh, – you can still use your electronic devices. They're, they still work on phones and on tablets and shit. So check those out, man. Amazon. They got everything. No plug, no promo. All right. Uh, Daniel Garcia says, how y'all feel about Steve Young being a huge Trey Lance supporter? This has been a topic of discussion for a while. You got Joe Montana hating on Trey Lance. You got Steve Young showing love. Tony, how do you feel about it, man? Steve Young showing support for Trey. I like it. And I also think there's a, an ulterior motive with it, too, because if you remember, Joe said the total opposite. So uh, I don't think Steve Young's the type of guy that'll come out and lie just to spite Montana. But we all know the relationship that they had when they were competing for the first the starting spot for the Niners. But that's that. But as far as, like, what he sees, he's very – like, Steve Young's very knowledgeable. He's been coached by the, the, the Kubiaks, Shanahan's. He was with Bill Walsh. So, like, you have to listen to when he speaks. You know, Holmgren was very hard on him. Mariucci was hard on him. So, he kind of knows what the, what's, what, what's required. And, you know – he had his best statistical season under Shanahan when they won that Super Bowl. So he sees it, he recognizes it, he understands it, and he knows what he sees can transition for Kyle and take this take this offense to the next step. And this kid could have a very productive career in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan going forward. Yeah, I think something that's being um, lost in all the Trey Lance praise is how Steve Young would um, critique – and analyze Jimmy and C.J. Beathard when they were in. Um, he doesn't have a reason to boost these guys' uh, public, you know, perception or anything like that. He's saying this because he truly believes it. Uh, he's putting his name on certain guys and, and giving them a stamp of approval, and that's big praise from a guy like Steve Young. So uh, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, let me see here. I'm good. Um, I'm good. Thank you. Where'd it go? Oh, here we go. Matt Scott Thank says, you, uh, what do y'all think about Ray Ray looking like a real receiver, not just a gadget guy? Tony, I think you were big on this, this signing when we got Ray Ray McLeod, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I was before we drafted uh, Danny Gray. Uh, mm -hmm. So, basically, what that is, is they're adding the, the speed element, the, the speed element and the gadget, another gadget player to the offense. So, let's look at the whole issue with Debo. How he, he's saying he doesn't want to be a running back and carry the ball, whatever. So what did the two the team do? They went out and drafted a big burly running back inside Davis Price with some five four five speed, and then they add another gadget guy in uh, McLeod, who's a speed guy that could do the jet sweeps, the reverses, and all that good stuff. And most importantly, he fulfills on paper as of right now, before anything's proven, a major need in the kick return and the punt return game on special teams. So, you know, in my opinion, I think it was a great signing, great addition. And it's only going to help this team, adding more weapons on offense for Trey and improving the special teams. Yeah, I think he's going to be someone that can be a good fourth receiver for the team. Um, and then also the special teams unit as well. So he's, he's going to be a well-rounded guy. Um, now, he's saying not just gadget. Have they, have they have there been other praise for him other than being the, the deep reception that he had from Trey? I, I must have missed the uh, full reports from camp. Was there other stuff about him looking like a legit receiver? Uh, just like that. I mean, the one day he was targeted five times, he had five catches. Uh, the one I saw one, one was a deep shot. Uh, it was a seam route. But I mean, like, just putting the creativity in Kyle in your head and, and analyzing this and answering this question, it, it, he's going to be used on bubble screens. He's going to be used in other ways, right? He's the guy, he's a yak guy. You get the ball in his hands and you let him go. He also could be the runaway guy where you can just send him screaming down the seam, and now you got a quarterback that'll take a shot. So as far as the reports, the best I've heard from him was five for five and five targets, five receptions. I don't, they didn't say the yardage, but one of them was a touchdown, so I'm guessing that was the seam one. But it didn't properly detail how what routes he was running minus the touchdown pass. Right. We got another super chat here. This one is just for you to read, Tony. Here you go. Nice and loud. Yeah, Jimmy smoking, not on the point. 
<laughs> yep. Jimmy is, wait, hold on. Let me take my glasses. Jimmy is smoking that unemployment line. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna have a job this year, guys. Cut it out. Yeah, and it Kyle be, said. If, it might be at the home opener, buddy. Kyle, oh, that's funny. I see what you. I see what you're doing there. Kyle said that uh, if he's at training camp, he uh, if he's still on the roster, he expects him to participate. It, it, I'm telling you, man. That, listen, what percentage? Just give me a number. A percentage that Jimmy is still on this roster come week one. Kyle said if they don't find anyone to trade trade him with, he expects him to show up and be here. Today. If he's still on the roster, I didn't say. Let me let me correct what I'm saying. He didn't say that he has to be traded. He said that if he's still on the roster come training camp, I expect him to participate. Oh, Tony put me on hold there. So he'll answer that when he gets back. He must be ordering something else, shrimp cocktail or something. Look at him. Look at him. He almost showed us his nuts. What is Tony doing over there? This is funny. He's, his nose is clean. No tunnel goblins over there. That's good. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up soon, but I want I want to get Tony's answer on that. Ed. <laughs> right, question. I'm sorry. <laughs> All good. Um, so Kyle Shanahan said that if Jimmy is still on the roster come training camp, he expects him to show up and participate. Uh, my question to you is: Give me a percentage, just a number, the chance that Jimmy is on this roster week one. Zero. Zero. Wow. Okay. All right. Kelly no Young says. Real quick before we move on. You don't want that lurking over Trey's shoulder. You don't want it. And, and that's my opinion. I, I, I don't agree with that. I'm not a fan of that. You could have a, a diversion in the locker room, a smoke room, locker room. I, I just, listen, you made the decision. You gave up to get, you, you, you showed that you moved on from Jimmy by giving up what you did to get Trey. Now go. It's Trey time. Jimmy's time but is Trey, That's it. Trey wouldn't be the guy looking over his shoulder. Trey was drafted when Jimmy was here. Jimmy's looking over his shoulder. That's it wouldn't be saying. the other I way around. Want, I don't want Jimmy in the locker room looking over Trey's shoulder. All right. I got you. Know you. What I'm because now what yeah. happens if Trey has a bad game, which he's probably going to have, but he's going to grow. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He's not going to come out the gate throwing for 500 yards a game. He's going to have his struggles, but that no, I don't want that. Callie says here, how many how many wide receivers are we keeping? Five or six? I got Debo, Brandon Ayuk, Jennings, Ray Ray McLeod, and Danny Gray. And, oh, and he has and and a question mark. Can you find a six wide receiver that's worth keeping, Tony? Yo, don't sleep on my guy Tay Martin, bro. <laughs> don't sleep Big on play, my Tay. guy Tay Martin. That's okay. Boring, 2.0. 2.0, bro. I'm telling you, don't sleep on Tay Martin. All right, we'll have to see, man. I I think the Niners will end up keeping five with a guy on the practice, maybe two guys on the practice squad because I think the practice squad roster is up to sixteen now, right? So yeah, they'll 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 stash two guys on the practice squad, um, and they'll come and go. I'm sure other teams will pick up one guy here or there, and they'll they'll do that thing there. So uh, let's get ready to wrap this thing up here. I think we have another super chat we have to get to. Uh, instead of working a body shop, painter only. Oh, okay. Got you. I got you, man. I understand. Um, where did that super chat go? It's here somewhere. All right, here we go. This Joe's my favorite QB. That being said, he's a whiny B since he left. Period. A jerk. And Steve is great. But Steve, you're never better than Joe. What are your thoughts on that? Ooh. Oh, man. Some quarterbacks know, that's yeah, it is. Listen, they're two great quarterbacks. Um, and Joe had better success. He had, you know, some will say he had the better team than Steve ever had. I, I beg to differ because that '94 team was probably one of the best teams in the NFL ever in history, as far as names and talent. Um, I, I just think, I, I don't know, man. I just think I'm a Steve Young guy because I remember Steve Young playing. I also remember Joe playing, but I was really young. Oh man, I don't know. Nah, I don't don't, don't, know. Sit here, don't sit here and try to pick which one is better. They did different things, you know what I'm saying? So it comes yeah. down to your preference of style, you know what I'm saying? 
Uh, you can't go wrong with either one, but I do agree with the first part of this comment that Joe has become like this little like diva since he left. And even while he was here, I mean, you remember the shirts and his attitudes and stuff, though. No. He's got a hard on for the organization, the way they handled him with him and Steve Young, and they traded him. But that was Bill Walsh's. That was Bill Walsh's strength. He identified when it was time to move on from a player while they still had value. The NFL is a business; it's not a friendship. So right. It is what it but, is. And he's seeing the same thing happen to him that happened. That's going on with Jimmy, the exactly. the stationary pocket guy being replaced by the more mobile guy with the bigger arm. I mean, it's you know. It's, no, but that's another thing. PTSD. Joe Montana was a mobile court. I mean, he he was a pocket throw, but if he had to run out, he made plays with his legs. Yeah. So, like, I don't know why he's so against, like, a, a quarterback that can move. Yeah, I think there's a difference between, you know, moving and looking downfield and, like, actually being a, a viable option to run the ball. There's a, there's a slight difference there. Steve Young is the guy that is going to – Steve Young will give you a 40-yard rush. I don't think yeah. Joe Montana is doing much of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he so, did it versus the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see here. Damn, we got another super chat. Seems like I'm ready to wrap up. We got another super chat. All right, 51. To, what? Oh, oh, on the roster by training camp. I thought he meant week one. Okay. I had to read that again. I'm sorry. Are you taking the jell away from me? Yeah. Jelly? I know you like the soap, so I like you soap. Okay. Who get inside of us? Yeah. Are you serious? Oh no, I'm scared. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, tunnel goblins. Yeah, there's little boogers. But he didn't have any. All right, let me see here. Uh, all right, let me find this super chat here, and then we're gonna get out of here, man. All right, here we go. Sean again says, um, how many more times did Joe lose NFC Championships game or been there than Steve? Tony's the guy to ask this question to. I know uh, Steve lost, uh, I don't know if they were NFC Championship games. I know he lost divisional rounds to the Cowboys and Giants, right? Uh... The Packers, I think. But I don't know if they were uh, championship games. You guys got to remember, like, this yeah. is, I, I was born in 83, guys, so this is not my forte here. Steve lost to – they lost the season in 93 before they went to the Super Bowl to uh, Dallas. Then they lost again two, maybe two years after with Mariucci versus Green Bay, I think they lost. Uh, okay. As far as Joe, I think Joe lost to the Giants. I'm trying to remember who else off the top of my head. Shit. I remember they were supposed to get their asses kicked, but that was a divisional game versus Chicago, and Joe beat them. I think I think what he's trying to say is that Joe was better in the bigger games. Is is his point? You know, the NFC Championship games, and I think that's why he's saying he likes he likes Joe better. No, uh, yeah. As far as I was just trying to remember off the top of my head who, but I can't, obviously. I'm getting old. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it, man. Tony, I mean, we always do this at the end of shows. Uh, I know this is a little bit different, but any final thoughts you want to leave the people with, man? Wait, we're ending? Oh, you, want, you wanted to keep going? I'll keep going. I don't give a shit. They got to they gotta type some more questions, and I was going to get up out of here. Let me see if there's any more. Let me see if I missed any questions. What is that? I, I didn't want to take I don't want to I don't want Kim to throw any coconuts at your head. You know, look like a Looney Tunes cartoon over there. Oh, my wife's in the sun. My wife's in the sun hanging out. Man, I want to. I want to take a shot with Kim. I, I wish I had something here. What? what is, you mean move up forward? Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on, send some questions in. Any questions? Go. It is. I'm trying to cooperate with the uh, technician here, guys. You want me to move forward or back? Okay. All right.
All right, here we go. What do you think of TDP? Ty Davis Price, I like him. Yes, sir. I like him. I think he's going to have to learn, um, get the timing down with these uh, – what the hell is that? Oh, get the timing down with the offensive lineman in, in the in the scheme. But I, I do I like his running style. I think it projects well with Kyle's offense. He's a one-cut downhill runner. He's a very patient runner. He doesn't jump. He doesn't make his decision and cut too early. And then he's running into the backs of players. But he patiently waits for that hole to open. And then once he locks in on it, he's done. Like, he's getting at least five positive yards. And then going forward, leaning forward, he has excellent body uh, body contact, a uh, lean, they call it body contact, where he leans forward. He's always going forward. He's never getting hit backwards. Um, contact balance, I'm sorry. He has excellent contact balance. He's excellent in pass protection. His only real flaw is in the, in the receiving game, sending him out on a route. He's not the greatest route runner, and his hands are very inconsistent. Yeah, I, I like Ty Davis Price. Uh, he's actually probably my favorite running back on the roster right now. Uh, the more I get to look at him, I'm, I'm anxious to see how the Niners decide to deploy him. Though um, he's, he's everything that Tony said, and uh, I think he's got a little bit more speed than what people give him credit for too. So uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what he can do there. All right. Uh, here we go. Ronnie Montoya says, how many D linemen do we carry? Now, last year we carried, what, like 11? Oh, look at Tony. He's got another one there. I can't see what you mean. I don't have anything to think over here. Sorry, buddy. Ah, ah. Woo. Oh, nice and strong. Jet fuel. Oh, yeah. Jet fuel. <laughs> how many defensive linemen do you think we carry this year? Oh, that's a tough okay. question. That's a tough question. That's a How really many? tough question. What did you say? I said that's a tough question. Last year it was eleven, right? Because we, I think we had twelve or thirteen, and we only got rid of two. I honestly think that you could see the team trade a couple of them, depending on development of the younger guys. Uh, Teray, if he could stay healthy with the with the injury he's coming off of, but all reports can can. Are those bracelets? You have bracelets? I'm thinking, I'm thinking that we probably keep uh, ten or eleven linemen again. Uh, now I know that we kept a lot of depth last year because of unexpected injuries during camp. Um, but I also think that John Lynch is addicted to the depth, and he's got some good bodies in there. So I think that they're going to try to keep with that same formula, ten or eleven. All right. They said, Tony, how's the food in Cancun? Go ahead and say salty with a hint of lime. That is salty. They lost all the rim, but it makes it. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It really all is right. good. Like yesterday, I had a surf and turf burger. It consisted of like a filet mignon burger with sliced shrimp, grilled shrimp on it. It was delicious. Yeah. Yeah, Marge. Oh, Marge Simpson, I get it. Uh, we touched on this earlier. Any concerns with the Danny Gray injury? I think the team is just being precautionary. Uh, we don't think it's anything major right now, so. Uh, LeBron says, where you at, Tony? He is in Cancun. Ritz Carlton. Ooh, look at him. I got married here. What do you want from me? Hey, do they, do they, do they serve like the Ritz crackers there, or is that completely unrelated? It's a joke. I'm just joking. Just joking. Sorry. That's unrelated. Yeah. All right. I can't, I can't say the next comment here. Uh, no, no, no. I, it's something I saw in the chat. I can't. Uh, they said, all right, here we go. Is Ty Davis Price, is he two or the third running back? I think he comes in as two with the potential to take over as the one. I think Mitchell right now is penciled in as the one. Uh, I think because of his pass blocking abilities and his more, dis more dis he has a better, he's more of a decision maker on the fly. And once he commits, unlike where Sermon sh showed where he was a little bit hesitant and he was not like that quick decision maker. I think that gives him a little bit of an edge. So if you had to ask me right now, I would say it would be Mitchell, TDP at two, and then 2A would be Sermon, followed by Wilson, followed by Hasty, followed by Mason. And, of course, that's just right now off the top of my head. Something to change, obviously. I'll give you my bold prediction here. I think Elijah Mitchell is running back three this year. 
the change of pace type of guy or the, the third down back. I think that's Elijah Mitchell's role. I agree with you. I agree. Oh, oh I didn't expect that. Okay. All right. I agree um, because he does he does all the stuff well. He's good in pass pro. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. And that's what that's what Kyle wants as his third down back. But he was forced into a bigger role. And I think he did pretty damn well. But now you have two bigger – well, you have TDP – and hopefully Sermon improved on what he needed to work on and improve that way, like, you know, with decision-making, foot speed, like, and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting. All right. Ramon and Emily say, uh, do you think Banks has a shot to be better than Lincoln? Off the, get, off the start, no. Potentially long-term, yes. Potentially. People forget that Lincoln Tomlinson was a first-round pick for a reason, um, and he is—he's he, the Iron Man. Doesn't miss any time. Uh, I think that they—they they are two different types of linemen, though. Uh, I think Banks is a little bit more physical than what Tomlinson is, and so could he be better? I think it's going to come down to the system that they choose to play. I still think some system changes are coming here uh, to San Francisco, but I'm not 100% sure. And then I'm getting cracked on for my, my calves. Uh, don't forget leg day. They look better than the angle that they were on. Okay, I promise you they do. All right. I don't, I don't have little scrawny legs, I promise. All right, here we go. Uh, what was your favorite thing from the press response this week? Did you see any of the pressers? Uh, I'll, I'll give you guys my favorite thing easily. Um, Matt, Matt Mayoko asked... Uh, Chavarius Ward, when he knew he was going to, like, you know, what what made him feel like the Bay Area was going to be his new home. He was like, was it interaction with the players or anything? He's like, no, it was when I signed my deal. Like, I knew what team I was going to be playing for. I thought it was, like, blunt and right to the point, and uh, I really appreciated that one. I really did. All right, let's see what we got here. All right, here we go. Could Odom potentially be a starter? They paid him a nice amount of money. Uh, I think Odom could be a package player, meaning in like when they want to go three safeties, he'll he'll go back, replace Hufunga, and Hufunga will come up into the box. Um, would I be shocked if he's a day one starter? Uh, I wouldn't be shocked, but I don't think it happens because I really think they believe and have that much confidence in Hufunga. But like watching some of his his game film in the Colts. He's made some big plays on the field. He's an excellent tackler. Excellent. Had a couple interceptions with the Colts. Um, his football IQ is there, and he's wired. He's a hungry. He's a hungry person, man. He he wants you. He he came out and said, "I'm the best special teams player in the NFL. I'm a great tackler. I I take pride in my tackling." No, thank you. Um, you know, I like his confidence. I would be completely surprised if he's a starter. 100% surprised. Um, I don't think there's a chance that he's a starter. I don't think he was bought in for that. I know he had a decent-sized contract, but you guys got to remember that the 49ers' weakest phase of the game was special teams, and he's the best special teamer in the league. That's what he was paid for. He was paid to in, improve uh, our weakest our weakest uh, need, and so that's why you get the deal that you get, you know? Um, yeah. It's not just about who you are. It's, it's need. It's the need also that plays a role in that. There you go. Who's your ideal starting secondary, Tony? Good luck with this one. Jeez. I'm going to go with – this is tough. This all banks on the health of um, Barrett. Um, base, base packages. Base packages. Banking if, – if Barrett's not healthy and not ready, I would say Mosley on one side – Traverius Ward on the other side. Nickel. Well, base, no, you can't say nickel. So your outside corners will be Mosley and Traverius Ward. Your safety is going to be Hufunga and Jimmy Ward. When they go nickel, I think you could see – I think, in my honest opinion, it comes down to Denard or Womack at the nickel spot. Or, potentially, they kick Mosley inside and put Thomas on the outside. Now, if they go three safeties, big nickel, you're going to see uh, – Mo, you're going to see Mosley, Traverius Ward with uh, Jimmy Ward and Odom 
as the safeties with Rufunga as the third linebacker or big big nickel. What's the name of the uh, safety that got injured and couldn't play for us last year? Traverius Moore. Traverius Moore. Okay. So here's my ideal starting secondary. Jason Verrett, Traverius Ward, Jimmy Ward, and Traverius Moore. That's my ideal starting secondary. And then I would put Emmanuel Mosley inside at the nickel. Uh, it doesn't bode well for Ambry Thomas. doesn't bode well for D'Amador Lenore. But that's, that's how I would do it. That's exactly how I would do it. All right. Uh, Tony, what's our Niners record this season? I'm saying 11-6. and six. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there, 11-6. Uh, worst case scenario would be 10-7, and seven, but I, I'm in an 11-6 category. It all depends on health. If they stay healthy, it's definitely – I can see them at 11-16. and 16. They don't have yeah. good luck with the health. That could be a different scenario. I think I got them at 12, but 11 is not bad. Um, with the floor being seven, I know that's a big difference, but if things were absolutely terrible, I think the floor is seven. The offensive line is just trash. Trey isn't who we think he is. They still win seven games. Uh, how many running backs are we having on the roster? I think we keep three or four running backs. I think we keep four running backs and a, and a fullback that makes five. And the fullback. Good, good call. Good call. All right. Tony's drinking lemonade. Yeah, go ahead. Take a big gulp of that lemonade, Tony. Let's just see. My man's going to streak to the ocean in two minutes. Okay, go easy, easy, man. Oh, my God. Did you just – oh, man. All right, yeah, we're going to have to wrap this show up soon. Oh, let's go. Oh, my God. <laughs> my wife goes, don't do that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, Sean with another super chat here. He says, uh, did you know the Niners have been to and lost the most NFC championships in the NFC? Joe played in six NFC championship games, not living in the past, stating facts. But if he played in six, that means that he only lost two of them. So that, that makes sense. I think that's where we, I think that's what Tony said. So that, that makes sense. Uh, all right, here we go. Will Purdy pass Sutfeld as QB2 very soon? That's a really good question, March. What do you think about that? Uh, that's something that could be realistic. <laughs> could could be realistic. They like they like Sutfeld as the two because he's like the guy that like you know will, will work with Trey on the sidelines, looking at the the tablets, saying, "Yo, look, you missed this, but you know this." He's not the guy that's going to be saying like you know I'm going to try to take the spot from him. But listen to me, Purdy's a Purdy's a four year starter at a, at Iowa State, and. He's got a lot of experience, a lot of production. Don't sleep on this kid. I'm not saying he's a starter, by all means, no. But like we, when, when he was drafted, I said to you, Colt McCoy. That's what I see him as. And he's the Niners. I, I think, I think, I think a little bit of a uh, football politics is going to come into play with him passing Sudfeld as QB two. Uh, but I'll tell you what, this is how you're going to know, um, you know, salaries be to the side. If the Niners decide to keep three quarterbacks on the active roster, that means that Purdy, they like him more than Sudfeld. That's what that means. And they're afraid to lose him. Yeah, exactly. So that, that that's what I'll be watching out for uh, because uh, he says Purdy is a lifelong practice squad guy. That's what I'll be watching out for. You got it. And to you know, be honest, that's why, that's why I think they drafted him at the last pick, Mike, because they were afraid if he got three. He would go to a different team where there was a better opportunity and the team would have paid him a lot more money guaranteed than the 49ers would have had to, would have to go up and match. But you're bringing him in as a backup. And they, so that's why they secured him at that final pick. And now they have him for four years. All right. Callie Young says here, any touchdown interception predictions for Lance? I'll go first here. I'll jump out the window. I'll say 38 and 38 and 14. Uh, I'll say I'm gonna go light, thirty and twelve. Thirty and twelve. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let me see here. Any other questions? We're approaching the hour mark here. Let's try to get one more in here. Okay, who's the odd man out at tight end? This is a good question, actually. 
who's the odd man out. So we got Kittle, and then behind Kittle, we have Dwelly Warner, Croft, and Fungelli. Fungelli, I think his name is. Oh, boy. I would say... It's Croft and Dwelly. As the odd man out? I don't know. Kyle talked up Dwelly. Yeah, of course he did. But see, here's my issue. They put a lot of resources into that position for a reason. If Dwelly was who they thought they, he was, why would they be doing this? Do you remember a guy years ago, DeMarco Dobbs? Yep. Okay. It was with the Packers, though, wasn't he? No, DeMarco Dobbs was with the 49ers. He was a, uh, a tight end, defensive tackle, fullback type player. And I think Jason Poe could be a DeMarco Docs and make it as a tight end. But the problem where they're going to have an issue is the number that they give him. Because if he has a wide receiver eligible number, he can't play lineman if he needed to. So I think, I don't know, it's tough. I think Kyle's going to keep this kid on the roster and use him as a. As, uh, as anything that he needs to use him as. As a tight end, as a fullback, as a, as a, a, a sixth lineman, as a defensive tackle, he's going to use him wherever he could. And I just have a feeling he's going to sneak onto the roster as the 53, 53rd man because all he's able to do, he's a freak athlete. He, he's, I don't know, man, it's tough. Because besides Kittle, not, I mean, Warner was drafted to be a blocking tight end, but he really wasn't that great of a blocking tight end. So they brought in all guys that offer as a receiver. Croft, Dwelly, uh, from Jelly, who actually has a missing finger on his hand. Um, they're all receiving threats. You still need to address the blocking aspect because you want to get Kittle more involved in the passing game. So I think Jason Poe's a dark horse on his offense. They could make the final cut. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. This one's for you. I'm not even going to respond. Frisco. 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 What's up with this possible hybrid offense? Maybe rotate Jimmy? No. No, 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 no. No. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen. I can't. I, I personally, if I was a coach, I would never do it. Well, Mike. Oh, sorry. Mike Ng said he has a good point here. If they were going to do that, they would have done that last year. Yeah. So, I, they I tried agree. They one and it stopped real quick. Right. Um, breakout players on offense and defense. We did this earlier. I took uh, Samson Ebukam on defense, so I'll give you guys my offensive breakout player this year. I'm going to say uh, Trey, uh, Trey Sermon. I'm going to say Trey Sermon on offense. Uh, and My two is Jennings and Ufanga. Uh, into Funga. Okay. All right, man. All right, let's get out of here, man. Come on, guy. Uh, it's been an hour. Uh, we got a wedding to go to later on. If I get drunk enough, maybe I'll go live from the reception or something, dancing on the table. Oh, Who knows? <laughs> My wife is shaking her head across. The let's go. All right, man. That's going to do it. I think I got to all the comments. I think I got to all the super chats and everything. Uh, yeah, I think I don't think I missed anything here. All right, here we go. We want one more spin around here. All right, Tony, so listen. At the bottom of the screen, it says more. You see the dots down there? No. What do you have at the bottom of your screen for options? Put it back in? Okay. I have Mike, Cam, settings, chat, lead. Oh, there you go. Go to settings. Uh-huh. And then go to camera, and then I'll take the one that says back camera. So you can flip it around. They want to see the scenery. I'll just turn the and... camera. I'll do it okay. myself. Okay. Now we're in your nose, we're in your ear, okay. side of your eye. <laughs> no tunnel goblin still, that's good. That's the resort, the building. Oh, you missed the wink wink. That's not what he was asking to see, but never mind. I'm not going to get you in trouble. Kim's right there. She can't hear me, can she? No. Oh, okay. I'm working my way around, buddy. Relax. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Nobody's out there yet. It's too early. It's too early. 
Oh, man. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here, man. We want to thank you all for checking us out. You guys have been great. This unexpected early show for nothing but Niners. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, rate, and review everywhere you listen to your podcasts and all that good stuff. And uh, like I said, keep those notifications on because we may be going live later tonight. All right. She's shaking her head no, but I got the phone. I got the power. All right. Prepare for glory. Oh, anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We're out of here, guys. Tony, enjoy Cancun, man. Thank you. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up. No fakes, we spinning, we winning, we high stakes We never miss, we all makes Look at us dudes trying to prove Bringing you news with nothing to lose Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain hey. See, I'ma confess it We under the pressure If you looking to find us We them nothing but niners Niners, we nothing but Niners, we nothing but Niners, we nothing but Niners.